everyone. Welcome to JoJo's World. Hola. All right. I did get off the Italian train this week. We went to Venice this week. Oh, damn it. It would have actually worked this week. Uh, I'm Liam S. Smith, one uh, of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick, the other co-host. Today we watched episode 16 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's the seventh episode of Battle Tendency, for those of you keeping track at home. We are really getting through them, yeah. aren't we? We have, um, I think, ten episodes left of uh, the original season covering part one and part two. And it only took us... What, 32 weeks? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I mean, we are ripping through them, Liam. This episode covers chapters 71 through 75 of the manga. Oh, that's not actually that many, compared to... You say this basically every week. Yeah, but, I mean, compared to some other weeks, where you've gone, like, it goes from 61 to 73. Never really happened. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Funny you said about how we're ripping through it. Someone um, on the Reddit did some calculations the other night, uh-huh. and according to their calculations, we will reach the end of Diamond is Unbreakable, not to date the podcast, but that's the part currently airing, mm-hmm. by the about mid-2020. Good. So... Good. Yeah. Um, no. I mean, that's a good thing, though, because then we'll have plenty of JoJo to watch. Yeah, and they will hopefully have made more by then. Hope. Oh, no, but then we'll never stop. I mean, eventually, either us or Araki has to die. Do they? And I think he's going to outlive us all, so... <laughs> He'll have his robot, like, dominion with him. I don't know. He'll he'll just turn into a cyborg. That's okay. what happens with all Japanese anime at he's some He's already point. a vampire, as you know. Oh, no. Okay, so... We open with a recap on the rings that Jojo got last time. He cannot surgically remove them. If you recall, there's one on his uh, windpipe and yep. one on his... Aorta? Yep. And in 30 days, they'll dissolve, killing him. Dun dun dun. What will he do? Plot hole of he can't get them surgically removed has been neatly sewed shut. I don't know if that's a plot hole, really. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, it's not really... Actually, in the manga, there was a cut scene in the manga where they have a doctor examine him, and it's like, nope, not coming out. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I really hope it's just a shitty Italian doctor that's just like, eh, it's not coming out, I'm gonna go back to smoking now. (laughs) Alright. So we immediately cut from that to Jojo being like, oh, what was I thinking? I should have asked for a year. (laughs) You fool. I was just bluffing. Feeding into the, oh, no, I'm the dumb one. (laughs) And then Caesar is all, um... No, Jojo, you need to think. And Jojo's like, thinking's too hard. It's too. There's no point thinking about it. <laughs> at this point, I just really have to wonder if Jojo is actually that smart at all. Because for the last, what, six episodes, he's just been going, yeah, I'm the smartest there is. In battle, everywhere else, mm-hmm. complete idiot. Uh, I was reading a forum once and someone once observed that all the Jojo protagonists, perhaps excluding jo- uh, Jonathan, hmm. are really good, like, quick thinkers but they're really bad at being sort of, like, methodically working things through. Long term. Yeah. They're just like, ah, I know how to win this battle, but I don't know how to do my taxes. Yeah. Put them in a debate with no notes and they'll be fine, but make them write an essay and they're (laughs) both. You have three weeks to write this essay. No! Oh, no! (laughs) Uh, So then Caesar, he grabs a glass of water and he turns it upside down. And what happens? It just sits there. The water doesn't fall out. But how? Could it be... Harmon? What? Seriously, it's magic at this point. Yeah. Of all the things that it could be, it's magic. If they could see my violent head shaking. They can probably hear it. Ow. Goddamn. Be gentle. You're tired. (laughs) Then he throws it to Jojo, and Jojo's like, oh, I can do that too, and tries to do it as well, but just gets himself drenched. The damn fool. He can't control his hamon. So Caesar explains that he always releases his hamon from his fingertips, which makes it more precise and therefore 
more powerful. Whereas Jojo releases it through his palms, so it radiates out in all directions and is wasteful. I mean, look. He likens it to being like a water pistol, where a smaller hole will make the stream go further. I mean, look. Sure. Magic. And I'm likening it to magic. True. It's magic, Liam. Yep. It's ma- Just There's no way around it anymore. It's turned into magic. <laughs> it already was magic, but now it's more magic. I mean, you know, leaf hang gliders. Y- yeah. Zoom but, punch. But at the same time, ah, uh, yes, when it's in the palm, it is weaker. Because when it shoots through here, it is stronger. Well, no, I, I, I got into that metaphor, honestly. I, but It's not stronger, it's more focused. Sure, but if you're doing it in, like, a big space, Cause it, the rip- what, what does the focus add? The ripple has always had sort of... It's always been sort of roughly analogous to water, right? Because the ripples. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And they're liking it to how you can shoot pressurized water better through a smaller hole. Yeah, but surely being more gentle with it would allow more control over it, right? So your highly dexterous fingertips would be better for it then? Shit. <laughs> My own argument turned against me. Caesar says, I'm, get ready to work hard, I'm going to introduce you to my coach. And Jojo goes, oh no, my, my least favourite two words in the English language are work and work hard, or something like that. <laughs> it was like effort and work. Yeah, yeah. he says grind and work in the dub. Oh no. And then OP. That's saying it. Yeah. Now, now, I know who the lady is. Who is this mysterious lady? Do I want to say it yet? Sure. It's Lisa Lisa, who is named after I don't know. Okay, we'll get to that in a bit. Okay. Um, we also noticed uh, the Divine Sandstorm in this OP. Which, um, <laughs> we've previously talked about the bits where the, the pillar men look all sort of like, it's a lot of line art and yeah. they look really primal. And we can now see that the first one is where we're doing the Divine Sandstorm. Which is the two things. Yeah. Spin in his arms to make a highly pressurised air current. Mm. Wasn't the other one uh, the hair thing? No, but... The shit. Okay. I can see why you might think that. Going well. Going well. <laughs> yes. All the spoilers. Not a spoiler, just telling you that you're wrong. <laughs> True. I mean, it depends on the context. Don't hold me to that. <laughs> but yeah, we now know it's Lisa Lisa, and she is in this episode. Yeah, she's cool. She's, she is cool. This episode's named after her, so of course she's in the episode. Yeah, that's the thing. As soon as I saw Lisa Lisa, I just went... Hang on, there's a woman here who's now in the OP, but there's a Lisa Lisa in the title, but that means that maybe she's maybe. the Lisa Li- <gasps> Could there be more than one woman in this part? Stranger things. <laughs> so, they're in Venice, and JoJo's like, huh, I thought this was just a tourist town. What's a great Hamon master doing here? Thing is, there's no one around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like completely barren. Well, you know, background faces are a lot of effort to draw. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although they could have just drawn, like, a stick figure and been like, it's JoJo's. It's bizarre and wacky. Yeah. So Caesar spots this person on a gondolier wearing a sort of red suit. Did I say gondolier? There you go. A gondolier on a gondolier. (laughs) A gondolier on a gondolier wearing a gondola suit. Is that a thing? No, but... Okay. I mean, considering the gondola is a theme now. All right. (laughs) A gondola he them, person. He asks if that person can take them to Air Supplina Island. Subtle. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's a reference to Air Supply. Subtle. For those of you who may not know, they're an Australian soft rock duo born in Britain. Well, they're Australian. Yeah. Oh, there they you go. won some arias. Ah. Wikipedia lists them as active from 1975 to present, but. And there was that song you listed off that was. Uh, All Out of Love. All Out of Love, that's right. And I only learned for the first time while researching them for this that they. Met while performing in Jesus Christ Superstar there you with go. Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber, huh. as portrayed by Paul F. Tompkins on Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> 
I mean, musicals do bring more people together, don't they? Sure. <laughs> that sounded like a bitter experience. <laughs> Just like a, yeah, it brings people together. Uh, yeah. They've never been in a musical. I can't sing well enough. Ooh. Well, I mean, you've been in, uh, well, not a real, like, Broadway musical. <laughs> of course not. I'm not a professional actor. I'm an amateur actor. But if you stole the part from someone else, say, if you looked like them, like a talented Mr. Ripley sort of deal. If I was, like, Dave from the movie Dave. Yeah. And the president was in a Broadway show. <laughs> and then he died. Or whatever happens in that movie. There's too much going on. Anyway, so this person, they're wearing a, um, a bright red suit and a sort of... Um, how would you describe the mask they're wearing? It's very Italian. Yeah, it's like a sort of sort of one of those carnival masks. Yeah. But also it kind of looks a bit like, um, you know, like the comedy and tragedy masks you see in theatre. Mm. It's very circusy, very theatrical. Some kind of commedia dell'arte, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not like a, not like one of the stone masks that we've seen before. No. This is very... It's kind of like the opposite of the stone yeah, mask like... in a lot of ways. It's smiling, it's colourful. Yeah, it's very camp in a way. Yeah. Well, maybe not camp, but it's camp. <laughs> it's all camp. Anyway, so Caesar's like, can you take us to Air Supply? And this person turns around and they're wearing this spooky mask. And then they throw their oar into the water <gasps> and then jump on it and start walking on it. Who could it be? We, we I didn't even know. I, I can't hear no... you if you put your hand over your mouth. Oh, I hope they can hear me. Who could it possibly be? No one knew who this would ever be. Except that I called it in, what, like, 12 seconds? Blatantly <laughs> obvious. <laughs> so anyway, the person who is not a female that we will meet very yeah, Joseph's shortly. like, who is this guy? What's he doing? This dude's crazy. <laughs> this dude with this blatantly feminine figure. <laughs> Was she wearing, like, slightly feminine shoes as well? Yeah. Yeah. A big 80s flared trousers. You're just there going, okay, yeah, look, I think we know who this is going to be. <laughs> So, so she's walking on the oar. She's walking on the oar, and you see, like, the harmon coming out. Yep. And then she's floating on the water. Well, first she kicks the oar into, um... Oh, she kicks the oar into Jojo's face. Somehow, even though that's facing him, somehow that knocks him into the water. <laughs> Alright, it's basic she put, physics. She put a lot of spin on it. Yeah. He had, There was so much harmon, so much magic, he just appeared yeah. in the water. So she removes her mask, and we see that it's a beautiful woman. She is beautiful, you have to admit. Mm, like, that is some good animation. Really striking. Right? Yeah, she is. The narrator informs us that she goes by the name Lisa Lisa. No <gasps> one knows her true name, her place of origin, where she studied, or how she mastered Hamon. That leaves a lot of questions over Yeah, here. she's mysterious. I mean, one, what's her real name? Two, where did she come from? <laughs> and three, how did she learn Hamon? These are the questions. So let's talk about Lisa Lisa. Okay. Okay. Lisa Lisa, you may recognise uh, her as the inspiration for Rose in Street Fighter. Sure. Are you familiar with Rose? I will be. <laughs> All right, to give you a moment. Rose from Street Fighter, eh? Uh, not that. There we go. Uh, Rose Street Fighter. Huh. Oh, yeah. I recognise her. Yeah. yeah. So, um, just a brief rundown of their parallels. Uh, they have not dissimilar outfits. So Lisa Lisa changes her clothes basically every scene she's in, which is one <laughs> yeah, of the things true. I love about her. <laughs> <laughs> I think in this episode alone, she had like six different yeah. costumes. About three, I'd say. But one of the things we talked about before is how in parts one and two, uh, Characters change their outfits as they go from place to place and things like that. Yeah. That's why Jonathan had that charming array of sweater vests and red bow ties. <laughs> um, but Lisa Lisa seems to do it so much more than everyone else. There's yeah. one episode a few down the line where she, she changes her outfits about three or four times in about as many minutes. <laughs> I love her already. She's amazing. <laughs> they both fight by channeling energy through scarves. Oh. Uh, in Street Fighter 2, Rose's stage is Venice. Oh, parallels are getting much more obvious now. Yeah. So I also have some some of my usual notes about her too. 
Okay. Uh, this is citation needed from the JoJo wiki. Mm-hmm. Um, but according to that, Araki liked the idea of having a tough woman mentor who could hold her own in a fight, and allegedly he wanted to do more with her, but was held back with by sort of editorial pressure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a he was putting it into a shonen magazine, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. Where they're like girls. Mm. So, the first part of that I have confirmed from the Jojonium notes on her, but I couldn't access the primary source, so I couldn't confirm if indeed he was being pressured by editors to not make her have a cool fight or whatever. I'll take it as fact. But I think, this is perhaps a bit spoilery, but I think my, if I summed her character up in two words, it would be like wasted potential. Because <laughs> she, okay. she's quite cool in this episode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't... She's a badass. Obviously no one else in this part really gets to do anything because it's the Joseph show, hmm. but I, it feels a bit more egregious with her than Caesar, because Caesar at least gets a couple of fight scenes yeah whereas so far all she's done is yell and then say well here are some mm. dudes and she gets to do some fighting a bit later but it's much briefer and mm. yeah i don't know i feel like it would, would, there could have been a cool fight scene with her but yeah whatever i also did pull some quotes from the jojonium note about her uh he says in today's terms you'd call lisa lisa a saddest character <laughs> sadist character <laughs> yes yes you would you seen a bit of that yeah yeah just a touch uh, he wanted a stern female Ripple Master uh, in this part to contrast with the kindly male Sibeli in part one. Uh-huh. Interesting. And yeah, he talks about how it was it's normal to see strong women in manga these days. Back at the time of publication, it was unheard of. Yeah, yeah, no, it would be. Because uh, this was 1980-something. Yeah, yeah, something. I can't remember the exact date of publication. Yeah. Uh, I've got a quote. Uh, it was exciting to challenge people's expectations through the medium of Weekly Shonen Jump by having a woman train the ma- main character so he can get stronger. And he talks about how people weren't used to seeing a woman fight, but if they had, like, an old man master who maybe didn't appear to be so tough, you could justify their secret strength by saying they they trained a lot in their youth and whereas with a woman the perception was they would be physically weaker and would have a harder time in a fight Mm. but Mm. then then he realised if you add supernatural powers physical appearance has nothing to do with strength (laughs) just out of all the possible lines he could have used but wait superpowers oh yeah magic (laughs) and this is key Uh, the idea that looks being irrelevant in supernatural powers is the idea that led to the development of the stand. Huh. So keep that in mind for 20, 20 weeks from now. <laughs> 20 weeks from now? What? I'm not even going to remember that you told me this in 20 weeks. <laughs> I might. Oh, no. Yeah, and you're also, just going to pull it out. Like, you remember in that episode where I told you to remember stands? I mean, we've talked remember. about stands briefly before. Well, I think all you've told me about stands is that they replace oh, Hamon. That they exist. <laughs> yeah. And that it comes in in, like, part three. Yeah. Let's talk about the name. Lisa Lisa. Lisa Lisa. I have no idea where that could be from, because it feels like a reference. Yeah, it is. But um, before that, the name was picked because of that repetition, Lisa Lisa. Mm -hmm. There was a perception among the Japanese audiences at the time that non-Japanese names were hard to remember. So here, that sort of repetition, like with Jojo, would make it sort of stick a bit better. Ah. So, obviously, with the Jojo, he was going, oh, yeah, Jojo. Jo, 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 Jo. Easy to remember. You are tired, aren't you? <laughs> I am so tired. Yeah. No, I, I suppose, like, the repetition would help with remembering stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you got stuff like Bo, 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 I don't know. Wait, I think it's Bo, 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 Bo. I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah. No, but it's stuff like that where, you know, if you just say it enough times, it just gets stuck in your head. So Lisa, Lisa, easy to remember. Yeah. So Lisa, Lisa and Cult Jam were an American urban contemporary band. Cult Jam is less memorable than Lisa Lisa. Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. Oh. Uh, Led by a woman who had the performing name Lisa Lisa. Huh. They're active from 1984 to 1991. 
Okay, look, I know he said we'd do better on the um, music references, so I checked their biggest hits, and honestly, I don't recognise really any of them at all. So I'm wondering if maybe they've had much penetration here in Australia. Uh, hang on, let me have a look for it. Let's get away from Rose from Street Fighter and find Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. Lisa Lisa Cult Jam. It's a good name though. Cult, not Curl Jam. Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. An American urban contemporary band and one of the first freestyle music groups Ooh, to emerge from New York City in the 1980s. Velez is Puerto Rican. Lisa Velez. Ah, right. 1989 Straight to the Sky was a moderate hit. Little Jackie wants to be a star. Just get it together. Just get it together. Just get good. Go for yours. Someone to love me for me. Head to toe, lost in emotion. Not recognizing any of them. Mm. Discography, compilation, singles. Here we go. Can you feel the beat with full force? I know full force. Little Jackie wants to be a star. Let the beat hit him. That sounds familiar. Let the beat hit him. And I think if I'm right, this should be an AU chart. Yeah. Let the beat hit him was number 72 in Australia. Ah. None of their other songs. Oh no, some of them reached 83. Head to toe reached 52. Okay. So maybe not quite the chart toppers. No, not a lot of penetration of, here, maybe. Uh, yeah, of Speedwagon or the like. That's an ad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because when I think Slurpee, I think dubstep. Slurp large for a dollar. Only at 7-Eleven. There are uni ads with that as well. In order to play with this record, you must tune your bass to ours. Look out. Oh, funky. Yeah, sounds pretty good. (laughs) That is the extent to which we will do that. We don't want to violate copyright stuff. Yeah, we'll do a a reenactment of what we just heard. So, Joseph starts walking out on the water to her to, to pick a fight, and she's like, walking on water when you have no proper training is quite an accomplishment. However, if you truly wish to master Hamlet in the month, you must be prepared to die for it. Yeah, that bit I didn't really get. And then she, she flips the oar into the air, and, and the water that. sort of attaches it to it like it's a high bar. Now, magic is very strange, isn't it? Yep. I mean, the leaf thing was one thing. But we're getting into the realm of I can do anything now. She uh, flips off the high bar and leaps towards Joseph and while upside down in the air attaches a mask to his face. Ah. And this is this mask is a sort of breathing apparatus where it'll only let him breathe if he's doing the Hamon breathing. So it's like rhythmic breathing. I or guess nothing. so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've heard, I read it some posts on the Something Awful forums a while back that apparently this mask reflected some sort of health trend that was existent in Japan at the time, although I haven't been able to verify this at all, huh. about how, like, oh, if you wear a mask that makes it harder for you to breathe, when you take it off, you'll be breathing so much more efficiently. What, as in, was there a specific mask, or was it one of those, like, surgical... No, no, yeah, like like a mask that looked like he was wearing in the episode. Huh. Like Bane would wear. Oh. In that so, movie. So it was Bane. just this weird mask that was... Yeah, this is all citation needed, but that's what I heard. Huh. What the hell? And uh, Caesar's like, Jojo, don't make it hard for yourself. Just keep your rhythm and pretend it's Halloween. My disappointment is palpable. Pretend it's Halloween? Yeah, because of the mask. Yeah, but pretend it's Halloween. Smoking. Pretend it's Carnival. (laughs) Pretend it's Italy. Lisa Lisa starts talking about how even though she's going to train Joseph, it's not just so he can get better. She's specifically forging a squad of warriors to annihilate their enemies. (laughs) Now, I can get on board with that, because... That is badass. She's tough. And Jojo starts mouthing off and sees like, shut up, I respect her like my own mother. You should show her the same respect. 
It was something like, I've never hit a woman before, but I'll hit her. How dare you? Joseph sort of alternates weirdly in this episode between, like, asserting that he's a big gentleman Mm. and also threatening violence on Lisa Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, if you imagine, like, for the time period, not just for, like, writing, but when it's set, probably a lot of douchebags out there Mm. that are just like, yeah, women can't do things. But, uh, yeah, like, it's just weird how he, like, repeatedly asserts that he is, like, this great dude towards women in this episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's obviously understandably frustrated with her. Yeah. But we've also seen with other women earlier in the the part that he's, he's not great with women, is Joseph. Yeah, no. But at the same time... He's, well, in this one, he's more like going between I will murder her face off and please teach, teach me. Let me be your, ham- your ripple secrets. <laughs> so they go to Air Saplina Island. Lisa Lisa declares, I have claimed that entire island as my home. I mean, good on you, Air Supply. Does she have, really... a good, have a good realtor? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand, like, where is this island meant to be? Because it took them a day to get there. They, it took them a day to get to Venice. It took them half an hour to get from Venice to there. But then apparently a whole day has passed. Between... Because of the time it took them to get to Venice. But like... It was night time in the first scene of the episode, and then it was daytime afterwards. That's a day passing. Is it though? Yes. Is... Oh, all right. So tight. <laughs> uh, we have a brief interlude with uh, Erina and Speedwagon, where he's like, oh yeah, Jojo's fine. He's all good, yeah, bro. we just had a great time in Italy. If you tell Arena about what's going on with my friggin' heart being clenched up, and the friggin' throat windpipe thing. I will punch you to death. Yeah, he's doing great. He's doing just fine. End of scene. <laughs> Smokey's there as well. Yep. And he gives a weird look as well, doesn't he? Yeah. I think maybe he's in it as well. Just, just be cool. <laughs> yeah, just JoJo's there going, okay, both of you, act cool. All right. And then they have to act cool yeah. around Arena. But Arena probably knows. So Lisa Lisa introduces them to the Hell Climb Pillar. Which... That is a metal fucking name. And in the scene, she's, she's already changed clothes. She's wearing a sort of yellow blouse with some bluish pla- pants. She looks very summery. <laughs> very flowery, very summery, mm-hmm. very uh, at home. So, allegedly, no one's managed to, to climb the hell climb pillar before. Wait, I thought... No, I thought other people have climbed it, but it has taken trainees' lives. Well, there was this thing in the, um, in the, in the dub where Caesar goes, but I've heard no one's managed to climb the hell climb pillar before. I haven't. And Lisa Lisa goes, there are many stories about the hell climb pillar, some of them true. <laughs> some of them true. Is the one involving you, Lisa? Is that true? Lisa Lisa. Lisa Lisa. Is it true true? So, they go to the top of this pillar... And Jojo's like, oh, it doesn't look that tall from here. And then she goes, oh, from here it's more deep. And then she pushes them in a hole. (laughs) Now, to be fair, dick move. Yep. Massive dick move. So they're in this sort of pool of oil and goo at the bottom of this pillar in this tower. And the tower has, like, pipes that the oil is coming out Mm -hmm. down from. Uh, They've got 24 metres to climb and they're only allowed to use their hands. Hmm, they can't use their legs. Well, I mean, like, I think it just means they can only use their body. Oh. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. That's a better interpretation of fact. Specifically later, Caesar does use his feet, so... Yeah, spoilers. But... Yeah, and if they can't climb out, then they'll starve to death down there. Dick move. Yeah, it's like a... Massive dick move. Some sort of crazy gladiators (laughs) trial. You wake up one day, you're at the bottom of a pit. Welcome to American Gladiator. (laughs) X, X, X. (laughs) X, X, X. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Get excited, Liam. I'm so scared. It's so much more hardcore. So... Caesar starts climbing. He's using his ripple in his fingertips to... The patented technique. Yep, attach himself to the pillar and go up. Joseph does what he does whenever he's in a sticky situation. He rips off his shirt. Yeah. 
I think he rips off his shirt in the most manly possible fashion that he knows how. Yep. And then makes a giant rope out of it. I don't know how that happened, but he makes a giant rope. His very out of dense it. clothes. Yeah. Which he then stretches around the pillar and sort of uses it as a harness sort of yeah. thing. And he starts climbing up with that, but then a knife hits the rope. So, I mean, it's not as bullshit as if he were to succeed with it, but... He says, this idiotic pillar claimed the lives of a lot of trainees, huh? Maybe they were just too dim-witted to come up with a creative solution. Oh. And then the knife hits and he goes, ah! And he falls back into the water. And then, up at the top, we see Lisa Lisa looking down, holding a few knives. <laughs> Using anything but Hamon is an insult to the pillar and your training. The Hell Clan pillar accepts only Hamon. He refuses anything else, so don't forget that. Yes. <laughs> and he he, has, he starts panicking. He's like, now you wouldn't really leave me to rot here just because I don't have enough power to climb out, right? I mean, it's my first day. Dun, dun. He just gives him this death gaze. I just, I love, <laughs> I love his immediate reaction has stars on it. Yeah. So like it does that. Like black um, stars. Yeah, it does that colour thing that we saw so much that of in part one. Yeah. Uh, and we know if the part, the part two ones always have like sort of weird star icons. America. <laughs> but like, it's just. It's so much more silly. Yeah, than it needs to be. Yeah, in part one, it was like, ah, oh, drama, power, stuff. And then in this one, it's <gasps> overreaction. Yeah. So, yeah, we get the death stare from Lisa Lisa. Her eyes are like ice. She really means it. She'll let me die down here. And we get the shot of her eyes in a box. Yeah. Like, giant. And he's, like, quailing before them. Yeah, and he's, like, tiny, stuck in oil. Being like, no. Then we cut to 28 hours later. Bit of a time jump. Caesar has reached 15 metres. Jojo is still at zero. So I guess he's just been, like, having a tanty at the bottom of the bottom of the pillar for that long. I always thought it was... He, he was just punching for a solid, what, 18 hours? He does hours. punch it for a while. <laughs> he would do that. So he looks up and he's like, Caesar's about to fall. He's only holding on by his fingertips. Jojo, uh, I, I got some news for you. That, that That's intentional, buddy. Yeah, we flash back to um, Caesar being like, think of it like a squirt gun with its smaller hole. Hey. Uh, uh, Italian. Yeah. And then uh, electric guitar music kicks in as Jojo finally starts climbing. <laughs> it is like intense guitar music yeah. as well. And he says, uh, consider this Hamon mystery solved. Let's see how this works. Oh, uh, Jojo. Joseph Joestar, Hamon detective. <laughs> there appears to be some form of ripple in this area <gasps> i know what it could be so then we cut to another day later i mean these are some serious time jumps yeah jojo does not fuck around when it comes to not wasting time so at this point jojo was climbed up to i think about 16 meters and caesar's mm. at 18 yeah that sounds about right because so, caesar really slowed down at that point as jojo is just now learning because the pillar starts curving outwards as it goes up making it much harder to climb it's like a rock climbing wall that comes out Except it's covered in oil and doesn't have any rocks to climb. It's like, um, have you ever seen any of those obstacle courses they do in American Ninja Warrior? Yeah. There's like that sort of pipe or yeah. thing they have to shimmy across and they only have enough room for finger holds on it. Yeah. It's like that. Ugh, very awkward. So Jojo thinks he's found a little time to have a little rest and catch his breath because he finds a crack in the pillar. <gasps> Wait, but is this part of the game? Maybe. He puts his hand in there and immediately triggers some kind of booby trap. <laughs> Smart thinking, Joe. At the 20 metre point of the pillar, an impenetrable sheet of oil starts spewing out. <laughs> uh, I think Caesar takes, like, a pen. Yeah, he's had this pen on him the whole time. I don't know why, but he had this pen. He t puts it up, and then it cuts right through this metal pen. Yeah. He goes... <gasps> it's really weird to me how he just... It's just a pen. Like, it seems like a, such an inno innocuous choice of object. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe 
that's why he chose it. Yeah. I mean, it only cuts through the lid, so who knows? Maybe he knew deep down. He didn't want to sacrifice something really important. Yeah, like his wallet. Yeah, like his wallet. My driver's license. <laughs> oh no! I can never drive in Italy again. So Caesar looks down at Jojo, and Jojo's like, It was an accident, you can't be mad at me. I'm sorry, okay, I was just trying to rest for a second. Oh, I'm sorry, I was trying to help us all out. Caesar monologues internally about, I wasn't giving you a look of blame, Jojo. I was giving you a look of concern. Because <gasps> they're best bros now. Yeah, this is the, they suddenly have very good camaraderie. Yeah. Comradeship? Camaraderie. Camaraderie. That's the one. Yeah, they just, after, you know, almost dying to... Three pillarmen. Well, Caesar came to understand that Jojo only acts like an idiot. <laughs> except for when he's actually being an idiot. That's the thing. First part of this episode, he literally confides in him and goes, Oh no, I am an idiot. And Caesar goes, I know you're not an idiot, Joseph. You're okay. In battle. So Caesar figures out what he has to do to get through this oil sheet. This is where one of the, what I think one of the dumbest Hamon things is. He has to put two he has to control two different types of hamon at once because there are types of it now apparently there are types yep sure hamon to attract through his feet and hamon to repel through his hands so he's sticking to the pillar with his feet and he's using his hands to push through the sheet of oil and then when he gets his hands to the other side he switches them so that he's holding on with his hands and pulling his feet through the pillar the uh the sheet of oil and he gets through and then he looks back and he's like i know jojo i can't do that how will we get through? Nine hours later, Caesar makes it to the top. <laughs> it's been 61 hours. Now, I'm not saying that's a long fucking time to get 24 metres up an oil-slicked wall. Yeah. But that is a long time. The manga has a line that they cut from this about how, well, oh, for some reason I don't feel like I need to eat. Maybe it's all the ham on. <sighs> yep. Magic. Just magic. Yep. Good magic, but magic. I mean, we, we've established like it's like a sort of life force thing. Yeah, true. It's just a lot of uh, a lot of weird things that happen with Hamon. A little bit too much, though. <laughs> it, it is getting too versatile by this point. Yeah. So as to be totally unrestricted in what it can do. Yeah. So like, ah, yes, if I touch you, you can explode. Well, that already pretty much happens with vampires. Still. So Caesar starts begging for mercy for Jojo because he knows he can't make it through that pillar like he did. Lisa Lisa is unmoved. He's like, you have to do something before Jojo does some kind of do or die stunt and gets himself killed. We know that Jojo is capable of a do or die stunt here. Meanwhile, on the pillar, Jojo is like, okay, some time for some kind of do or die stunt. I think he immediately goes, all right, I know what needs to be done. Puts his hands up into... Well, first he starts flipping forwards up the pillar. Yeah, he flips up so that he's on the top of the razor stuff. Uh, underneath it. If he was underneath on the top, it? he'd be fine. You're right, yeah. He does like a flip so that he's underneath the oil slick that's coming clinging out. Clinging to it. And then he's clinging to it using Hamon. Yep. So that he can get to the edge. And launch himself. <laughs> launch himself onto a different wall. Yeah. He flies through the air and he's... Ha- <laughs> so Caesar just says, oh, uh, Jojo did it. In fact, he even he even managed to... Gain three metres? Yeah. yeah. So he's got about one metre left to climb now. How fortuitous. That's almost the same length as an arm. But yeah, his his strength gives out. He can't control his breathing any longer. And I guess the mask is kind of sabotaging him in that too. <laughs> I mean... I can Caesar doesn't have to wear the mask. Yeah. What, why, what is the point of this mask beyond initial, you need to control your breathing? Yeah. Making it unpleasant for him. Oh, I suppose he does need to control his breathing. That's a sort of strange bondage theme to the whole training regime. True, she is a sadist. Uh, Yeah, Lisa Lisa says, No one has ever climbed a pillar like that before. He did it by turning his weakness into a strength. Quite clever. 
Yeah, it's almost like it's the almost JoJo like, mentality. It's almost like that's what he does in every situation he's in. <laughs> he turns his stupidity into genius. JoJo's about to fall, and then Caesar catches him. Please forgive me, Master. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, but you're quite tired too, aren't you? Oh no! Also, Caesar takes this moment to set the record straight in saying he wasn't mad at him earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't mad at you, JoJo. Th- thanks, can you just pull me up though? And the narrator says, 10 seconds later, and after saying, don't let me go another 13 times, Jojo reaches the top. <laughs> and thus, the challenge is complete. The fog wall, broken. What do our fine contestants take home today, Nick? The joy of friendship. Because wasn't that the real lesson? Wasn't, actually. <laughs> uh, the lesson was that... What was the lesson of that, actually? Get better at breathing. Yeah. <laughs> just be, be strong. Yeah, just get good. Okay. What was the lesson? Well, the thing is, in the very next scene, uh, we have Jojo saying, You know what? When I was climbing up, I was going to break you. And now I'm going to break you. So he tries to break her. But first, Caesar's like, that's interesting. I didn't think Jojo would be the type to hold a grudge like that. Like, where have you been, Caesar? (laughs) Joseph has repeatedly proven he's nothing if he's not petty. He's a beautiful bastard (laughs) who hates everyone. Yeah. He kind of goes to do anything. I don't know what, but yeah. something. And then uh, Lisa Lisa throws a glass of water at him. He catches it. And holds it upside down. Perfectly. He can do it. <gasps> the real lesson. So I guess he's learnt to do the sort of precision control Caesar was capable of before. Yeah. And In three days. Whatever Caesar learnt was <laughs> how to climb a pillar real good. Yeah. Yeah, the real lesson wasn't friendship. It was just get good. Yep. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, coach. I see it now. I'll do anything. Interesting how they translate sensei as coach in both the dub and sub, I think. Yeah, we were saying it's quite informal. Yeah. And it's not like master. Teacher. Uh, above me, dude, person. Ma'am. Mom, yeah. Yeah, it does seem very uh, chill yeah. in that regard. Especially considering that she is mad sadist. Yeah, she's so intense. She's like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Your, I'm your coach. Yeah, she's very like, oh yeah, I need to break you. And yet they call her sensei, but then we translate it as, sure thing, bud. Yep. <laughs> I gotcha. So she introduces her two new instructors, Messina and Loggins. Now, they're two guys who look basically identical. They're very big, much monkey. Big buff guys. One of them has a moustache. Like a thin moustache. Yeah, like a sort of Fu Manchu. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they're both wearing, um, not turbans, what are they called? Um, hats? Fezzes. Ah. Uh, or similar. Yeah, hats. Yep, alright. <laughs> so, Loggins, obviously Kenny Loggins. Now, the um, thing is, when we heard both of these names, I went, why do I recognise those names? You went downstairs and went, oh, Nick, quick. The thing Danger is zone's like, on. <laughs> And I went, Danger Zone? Danger Zone? You're like, yeah, by Kenny Loggins. Danger Zone! Lana. 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 You ever seen Archer? Yeah, I've seen Archer. Danger Zone. Danger Zone! Yeah, these these are the jokes, people. (laughs) Be afraid of crocodiles, okay? Messina, or Jim Messina, is a founding member of Poco. Poco? Yeah. Oh! And together, they briefly collaborated for a few years, uh, from 71 to 76, as the soft rock duo Loggins and Messina. Oh, this makes more sense. Yeah. Their biggest hits include Danny's Song and House at Pooh Corner. I know neither of those. I know Danny's Song. <laughs> Danny's Song sounds a bit Stop more family friendly. Uh, Danny's Song sounds a bit more family friendly. Than... <laughs> Pooh, P-O-O-H. Oh. As in like Winnie the Pooh Corner? I guess so. Hmm. That's an odd one, isn't it? So Caesar is holding a glass of water mm-hmm. and one of them, they are never learnt which is which because they are basically <laughs> identical. Uh, walks up behind him and sticks his finger in the water and then pulls the water out on his finger. And holds it there. 
And he's like, wow, how are you doing that? You must have such control. It's like pudding, almost. It's yeah. like jiggling a bit, but it's staying in the it's same like gelatinous. shape. Gelatinous. Yeah. Oh, come in close and look and I'll teach you how I'm doing it. Don't, don't do it. And they come in close. Don't do it. And what do they do? It explodes. Yep, they just sort of repels it all onto their faces and they laugh. <sighs> and then they say, I can't remember what they said in the, uh, in the subtitles, but in the dab they go, from here on out, and then they both chime in, we're going to forge you into real men. Dun dun! We got a training montage. Now, this is very Rocky Five. Is this, is it Roundabout that's playing now? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The wicked bit. So we see like calendar pages falling away as they have to do dis- different tasks. <laughs> I think one of them was literally staying on uh, a point of a pillar. Yeah, on their fingertips. With one finger. Uh, one of them says, you have to breathe. If your breathing is strong, your muscles will be strong. I mean, you know, high hemoglobin levels. Good oxygen. Mm-hmm. Got to uh, work off that oxygen debt. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's pretty solid logic. Mm. Yeah. And then, you, then they're swimming, and they say, you must be able to take ten full breaths in a single second. And in the dub, Joseph's voice goes, oh, this sucks. <laughs> get it? Because inhalation. Oh, I didn't get it. Oh. And then they're underwater, and one of the, the task is, you must inhale for ten minutes, and then exhale for ten minutes. The mask doesn't come off until then. Now, I'm, I'm willing to bet that's not actually that hard. I could totally inhale for ten minutes. No, you couldn't. You'd die. Do you want to, do you want to try this? <laughs> okay, start the clock. <laughs> Just immediately fall over and die. <laughs> it's like that Lane and Woodley bit where it's, he keeps going, <gasps> What did I do? <gasps> what does that mean? <gasps> oh no! Frank, if you keep doing that, you'll hyperventilate. <gasps> what does hyperventilate mean? <laughs> Good bit. Good bit. Yeah, so they're all like, You must be swift as a coursing river with all the strength of a great typhoon. Badass. <laughs> What's the other bit? With all the strength of a raging fire. It probably has something Mysterious to as the dark side of the moon. Be a man. Have you not seen Mulan? I have seen Mulan. Okay. Uh, Help me out here. Uh, I'm just... You're I'm, more musical than I am. I, I'm not a big Disney guy, though. Okay. Disney or Daphne? Fucking, I hate you so much. <laughs> I just... As soon as you did that, I went, don't, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> you just had to say it. Seven days remain until... The rings dissolve. To be continued. Didn't really like the to be continued screen in this episode, to be honest. It, it was, was very pixelated. Just the, the the arrow blown up to the size of the whole screen on a red background. Yeah. Not, although it did cover up seven days. Hmm. Which was, you know... Seven days. Ugh. You will die in seven days. <laughs> like the ring. I still haven't seen the ring. Well, someone puts this ring on this guy's aorta. <laughs> And then in seven days, mm-hmm. he dies. Or he has to fight him at a coliseum. Ooh. There's this, like, one girl on the TV. Uh, her name is ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> because of this sort of electricity the TV's powered by, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. AC and or DC. <laughs> at least one of those will kill an elephant. Hey! End of episode. <laughs> so, you know, good app. Yep. Um, Not this, too actually, much actually honestly, honestly, this is sort of one of my least rated episodes of the first season just because it's, you know, just a training sequence. There aren't really... They create a sense of danger by saying she'll let them die down there, but there's nothing really at stake beyond will they get better, and we know they will, because they're not going to die in the training sequence. Now, wait, if there's one thing I know about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, is that it could have a bizarre twist. It could include killing off both the main (laughs) characters. Caesar's getting to the top and Lisa Lisa just throws one of her remaining knives into his back. I was the pillar man all along. (laughs) What a twist! She pulls off her mask and it's Wamu. Oh no! No, she pulls off the mask to reveal a stone mask to pull off that mask. Oh. Yeah. It's old man Jenkins, the man who ran the Venice amusement park. <laughs> that would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you damn meddling hum on Riddlers. And your 
pet speed wagon. Ugh. The Speedwagon Foundation realizes what the mistake is. <laughs> Mistakes are made. Mistakes are made. Yeah. So highlights, lowlights. Ooh. I mean highlights. Lisa, Lisa. She's pretty cool. She is badass. For my money, I will take uh, that moment where Joseph was like, "This Hamon mystery's been solved," and then that electric guitar kicked in over the sort of <laughs> trance music that had been playing before, and he starts climbing the pillar as the colors all do their thing. Mm. As everything just goes into overdrive. It just skates by on style as it always does. Oh, always. Every time. Low Uh, lights. Low lights. The point of the episode? Like, literally, the entire episode was, okay, cool. So what... Climb my big greasy pillar, boys. Can we talk about the phallic imagery in this episode where they have to attain manliness by surmounting this enormous glistening shaft? No one had to make it about phallic (laughs) imagery, Liam. (laughs) Look, I've got my English degree. I have to do do the Freudian <laughs> symbolism sometimes. No, you don't. You don't have a psych degree, so you don't pretend that... Oh, well, hang on. Because Freud was never really... Yeah, I've like... done enough psychology to know yeah, that true. Freud only su- survives in lit crit. Yeah, true. The thing is, it doesn't really matter because it's just a giant fucking pillar that's covered in oil. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is oozing liquid. Uh... So we've, we've done that now, so we can move on. <laughs> but what was the point of this episode? Get hard. More phallic imagery. Go big or go home. We'll make a man out of you yet. We're going to train you to be real men. Also, Logan's and Mistina are like twice the size of the Joseph and Caesar, and they're already huge. Like, every single time anything... I think I was telling you, every single time anything happens, I'm just in awe of how ridiculous it is. Yeah. It's, it feels like at some point... Obviously, in Phantom Blood, Jonathan and Dio were sort of abnormally buff dudes. Yeah. Joseph has the same stature as Jonathan, mm. but now it feels like he's the default somehow, and buff guys are uh, two metres tall and six metres wide. It's like, there's so many dudes at this point, although now we have Lisa Lisa, mm. who is still fucking beautiful. Yeah, she's she's obviously fit, but she has a sort of more slender figure. Yeah. It's crazy, because like, when I saw her, I was like, damn, that's some good animation. Oh no, <laughs> this is a rabbit hole that I don't want to go down. Um, but like, she's just there being completely badass, as dudes about twice her size are around her. Yeah. And you just gotta start thinking, maybe, just maybe, they're actually a bit too buff. Oh, that little guy down the back hasn't done anything yet. I know when he does, it's gonna be really cool. <laughs> that's Lisa Lisa. She's that white guy in the Yakuza from <laughs> yeah, The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> oh... <laughs> when he's standing there in the off topic but when he's standing there in the Simpsons and he's just Nick is crossing his arms and sort of making a, a stoic face he just stoic. they just they nailed him didn't they <laughs> yeah I bet he could climb the hell climb pillar oh like he'd just jump up there when you weren't looking and survive the hell heaven snake kill the hell heaven Remember snake remember Tarkus's kill? special move oh yeah that gets a lot that gets overlooked a lot in Jojo but I think it has the dumbest attack name I've ever heard so I love it <laughs> the hell heaven snake kill no uh, is it Heaven Hell or Hell Heaven? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It's one of the two. So, Nicholas, I think oh, we've no. actually reached the point as far as you've ever watched now. Yeah, because I think this was the point where I went, uh, i got to get into uni again. Got to get into Yu-Gi-Oh again. Oh, dude. Let me tell you about Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Look, it creates I, need noise. To, I need to adjust my body. Oh, no. Okay, so this is all I remember was up to, like, a tower. That's all I could In remember. Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes. And, like, Blue Eyes, White Dragon. <laughs> So they've completed the first step of their training. We've had a training montage of more. Hmm. All right. Here's what I think is going to happen. We're going to have more training. I don't know what it's going to be. It could be, hey, Jojo, now you need to learn how to breathe underwater because Hamon is ridiculous now. Lisa Lisa will still be a hard ass. Oh, maybe we won't see more of Lisa Lisa because we got the other two guys. I wish we had some shots in the the montage of her just like reclining on a, a, a lounge chair with 
sunglasses on. And a cocktail. (laughs) Maybe, like, writing up a lesson plan for them or something. Oh, that'd be hilarious. So I reckon we're going to have, maybe, the two... Yeah, we might have Jojo and Caesar fight the two... Luggins and Messina. Yeah. Like, final test sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now you have surpassed us, Jojo. And then we might have Lisa Lisa come over and be like, ah, stop this nonsense. They shall only fight me. Ooh. And then the two of them will be like, what? But you'll, but you, you've, you'll kill them. Yeah, basically. They'll die if you fight them. Well, then they'll die trying. <laughs> Either that or we'll have more training. Okay, there has to be more training because there's still seven days. That much is certain. Mm-hmm. We might have a one-on-one with Jojo and Lisa Lisa. Because, like, you know, Caesar will be like, and now I leave you with my coach. And then Jojo will be like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off to kill the pillarman now. Um, it must have been much harder for Caesar to climb the, the pillar, considering he was covered in soap the whole time. <laughs> a small... Do, do you think whenever he gets in water, it just sort of bubbles up around him? Yeah, he just gets into a bath and goes, no, Like, oh, like no. how we saw them uh, doing those underwater tasks, uh, those swimming tasks in the montage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just goes... <laughs> just covered in bubbles. Oh, now I'm going to go get more soap after we get out. <laughs> oh, okay, I reckon there'll be a one-on-one with Jojo and Lisa Lisa at some point. Maybe next episode. It might just be them talking about how Lisa... Li- It'll be Lisa Lisa unveiling her past to Ooh. Jojo. Yeah. What's her past? Uh, she was the daughter of one of the Harmon Masters. Okay. That then got exiled. Hmm. Yeah, or something like that. Or, uh, maybe her father was killed by a pillar man. Oh, okay. Very similar to, what's his face? Zapelli. Uh, maybe. Interesting, maybe. interesting. Yeah, so then she might, like, unveil... So she's driven, like, in a quest for revenge. Yeah. Yeah! That'd be badass. Um, and then Jojo will just keep on training. He'll keep on being dumb. But... His unique brand of, oh no, I'm the genius here, mm-hmm. will best All right. Lisa Lisa. So, I think maybe there's one or two more episodes that, you know, are fine. Mm. But I know at least, I think the last six or so episodes of this season are all, like, constant escalation in a way that I love. And I'm really excited to for you to see them. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I'm getting hype. I'm getting hype. Shall we wrap things up? Sure. Okay. I'm going to shout out to a couple of our um, recent iTunes reviewers. Okay, this review comes from Biggins on the US iTunes store. Biggins? Uh, Biggins. Isn't that Bigness? No, B-I-G-N-N-S. Oh, Biggins. Biggins. Uh, He writes some lovely things for us, and as per my one good turn, uh, turn deserves another policy, I'd like to shout out to his uh, Table Terrors online tabletop store. (laughs) Table Terrors online tabletop store. Yes. Table Terrors online tabletop store. Check it out. Uh, I'm sure it's a quality website. If you say it five times fast, uh, Orcus will appear in your bedroom. What's an Orcus? Uh, Orcus is... Like a whale? He's like the demon lord in D&D. Or fourth ed, at least. I know that. Uh, I'm sorry for mentioning fourth ed, but... Whatchamacallit? Can't remember the name of the monster from Stranger Things. Uh, I haven't seen Stranger Things. No, I thought you made a reference to it earlier. (laughs) Oh, no, I was... Yeah. Don't worry, it's pervaded culture at this point, so... I know one thing about Stranger Things, which is 80s. Something Gorgon. Demogorgon, which is also the name of a demon from D&D. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, check it out. Thank you for the review. And also to uh, Octave Higher on the US iTunes store. Thank you very much. Great podcast. Oh, oh, sick. (laughs) Uh, If you want to correspond with us, you can hit us up on Twitter uh, at jojo's podcast or gmail at the same uh we you know we like to read out some of our correspondence address questions pose us hypotheticals ask us what our favorite thing is anything like that if uh you ask us a hypothetical we might answer it on the show however Mm -hmm. however 
If it's a hypothetical about what we would do to each other. What? Just let it happen, Liam. Let it happen. It's pointing at my face. Let it happen. I'm not, not comfortable it, at all right now. Let it happen. <laughs> That's as far as it was going. Okay. And uh, if you want to help new people uh, find the show without direct communication, feel free to rate or review us on iTunes because that really helps our metrics and ma- uh, makes us more visible. We don't advertise the show at all. We're a, an amateur production. So any any assistance in that regard, it's greatly appreciated. We are grassroots, as it were. Sure. All right. Uh, until next time. Almost nailed it. Uh... Nick looks so happy right now. Oh, that's in tune, isn't it? That's so in tune. Nah, fuck it. (laughs) It's done! Anyway. Finished cluster truck. Oh god. Have we talked about cluster truck? No, we haven't. That's that. Um, do you know what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that game where you platform on the backs of trucks, and the only thing you're allowed to t- touch is a truck, <laughs> which is genius and yet ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, turns out in the last level you go to hell and fight Satan. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. But what is it like? A massive epic battle, but with trucks. So you're, you're jumping on the back of trucks like you do, yep. and he is shooting lasers and hitting the ground with his hammer, and then he hits the ground with his hammer and it gets stuck in the ground, so you climb up the trucks that are on his arm, <laughs> and the trucks that are on his body, and you hit the switch that's on his head, and then you oh fly off god. and land on the trucks again and do it again, oh a different route. my god. So basically, life is one big truck. Yep. Wow. And that's funny, because the video that I watched that got me into it, which was a, a Two Best Friends Play video, mm. um, they came up with the law that you were dead and trucking to Valhalla, but they don't want you there. <laughs> so they kind of got it the wrong way around. They just got there and went, oh. Rather than trying to get into heaven, you're going to kill Satan. <laughs> you're actually the Doom Slayer, but with more trucks. Yeah. Oh, man. It's weird that a game like that is actually that good. Yeah. It just feels so exciting when you are just going fast and jumping from truck to truck yeah. and trucks are sort of flipping through the air and you're air jumping off the air ones. And There's something about jumping on trucks. Yeah. I want to submit to, um, you know, Cool Games Inc., that ga- joke game design podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick and Griffin. Mm. I want to submit to that um, cluster truck, but with PvP. Who controls the trucks? No one. Oh, no. You're just fighting on the backs of trucks. <laughs> You're rolling down with trucks. Wait, do more trucks just spawn in all the time? Well, it's like a convoy. Yeah, but I mean, if it's PvP... Oh, right, yeah. Are you fighting each other with, like, trucks coming in each direction? Doesn't matter. I don't know. Imagine it like chivalry-based melee combat, but on the backs of trucks. <laughs> You've got, like, your hammer with you. Yeah. You just jump off a whole bunch of trucks. Oh, you could hit the front of a truck and yeah, it could fl- special abilities oh. to destroy the trucks that the other people are on. Oh, yes. That'd be dope. Dude, that'd be amazing. Anyway, make that, please. <laughs> Video game developer, man.